0: Your service matters, whether you're in the military, or you're a journalist, or you're a teacher, or a fireman, first responder, it matters when you serve. It's about a purpose-driven life. People wanted to ask me how my my child wants to be a catcher, what do I tell them? And I said, catch every ball. And in life, isn't that the way it is?
1: We all show some form of valor.
0: Common people doing uncommon things
1: loyalty, duty, honor, respect, selfless service, integrity, personal courage.
0: They laid down everything to go to war for us so we can be free to sit here and talk this podcast. Why? Why did you do it? What impelled you to put aside the instinct for self-preservation and risk your lives? It was faith and belief. It was loyalty and love, clear convictions and beliefs. It's important in a democracy for us to know that freedom isn't free. The Bob Feller Act of Valor Foundation is exactly the right name for that foundation to inform the American public about the ideals and the virtues and the heroism of people like Bob Feller. Bob Feller, he said, my one piece of advice is read our Constitution and run your lives according to the Constitution. We swear an oath to a document that stands for freedom, makes this experiment that we call the United States of America. We are not perfect, but we hold the moral high ground. We are trying to, in the words of our founding document, in order to form a more perfect union. There are going to be some tough calls to make the world safer, better, to represent those values. We can continue to make this world a much, much better place. So today we are super excited. Um, we previously had on Bobby Hurley, who's our, our first professional golfer. Now we're getting into the world of professional football um, at our favorite position, fullbacks. Got to love a fullback. Um, nice. With Eric Catani. Did I say that right? That's right. Perfect. Uh, he's currently the director of Meek Solutions. Um, but previously, as we alluded to, was a fullback in the NFL with a couple of different teams um, and this was all while you were in the, the reserves for the Navy. So, Eric, thanks for joining us today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: If you wouldn't mind, tell us a little bit about uh, your journey. I guess in high school football leading up to uh, going to the Naval Academy. Yeah, what kind so
1: of led into that. Absolutely. I grew up in the beautiful Northeast Ohio, uh, a small city called Kirtland, but I went to high school in Mentor. Uh, it's a, you know, one of the biggest uh, schools, but I went to a private school next to called Lake Catholic. Um, Graduated there in 05. Uh, I got recruited by uh, multiple schools, had offers throughout all Mac schools. Uh, I was you know, pretty much hard pressed to go to West Virginia or Indiana. Then the Naval Academy showed up and the coach was like, hey, he's like, do you want to go to the Navy? And I have no idea what the Navy Navy is. I don't want to be on a ship. I don't want to go to war all that stuff. And <laughs> talked to me. He convinced me. His name's Coach Munkin, who's now the head coach at West Point. He took official visit. Took an official visit loved it loved the people there loved the atmosphere and you know as uh running back from northeast ohio i never had you know, thoughts about you know playing in the nfl so my thought process was hey let's go to the best college possible because uh if i went to indiana or ou or West Virginia, i'd probably you know party too much so the naval academy there's very little partying and and, <laughs> and, and he can't, i don't let you leave and especially now during covid like right now they're uh there's no one leaving. You know, they're, they're strictly there, protocol, kind of like how the, the Indians, you know, can't leave facilities and stuff like that. That's, that's a big no-no. So, you got uh, recruited as a fullback, uh, which I, I didn't know that's, that's your favorite position. That's no one's favorite position. But <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Uh, they're, they're all grind, no glam. That's 100% true. It's <laughs> the worst position ever, I think. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's awesome at the Nail Academy because you get the ball every play. You know, it's your, your triple option. You're, you're, you're the point man. You're in and out, but – when you're in the NFL, it's, you're getting ready to carry your head. You know, you're, you're, you're coming. So, um, graduated there, and then, you know, fortunate enough to, you know, make it to the Naval Academy, um, and that was tough. That was a tough uh, transition because I actually had mono during boot camp, uh, which I lost 30 pounds. So, I was like 230 coming in. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to start. I want to be a <laughs> true freshman. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. I show up. Uh, uh, two weeks or uh, two months of boot camp, just completely get yeah, like, just destroyed Lost like 30 pounds, had shin splints. I was like skinny fat, like 200 pounds, <laughs> you know, uh, then fortunate enough. I, I did well in training camp and made the, you know, varsity as, you know, premier special teamers guy and, you know, got a couple of reps here or there, but that was pretty much it. So that was my journey in high school, um, which, you know, transitioned to the Naval Academy. So what questions do you guys have about the Naval Academy? Because everybody seems to have a, a very, uh, A nuanced approach of looking at that place
0: yeah i mean we've we've talked to a a variety of different people um who've gone to the naval academy like we just mentioned we we talked to uh billy hurley just a couple minutes ago Uh, we talked to people who graduated there um and went into the navy weren't athletes there um luke gillingham who's a a pitcher there recently yeah Um, so we've got a a complete spectrum of of perspective
1: but everything we hear is you know if it's right for you it's right for you and you're not going to regret it the saying is it's a great place to be from not a great to, not a great place to be at so, <laughs> it's, it's very true right now yeah and uh,
0: how what what are some of the things you learned there that you know maybe gave you a not necessarily an edge up in the NFL but helped you get to the NFL and and stay that course
1: yes I, I get that question kind of kind of a lot and my, my thing is actually time management time management you learn there because like when you wake up at you the know, academy, you know, the reveille's at uh, 07, So you wake up at zero six thirty, and you're not go. You're 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 going to class all day. Lunch, you have lunch. Then you're runners football meetings, so hour film, and then you know sometimes you weight room sessions, and you know go back to class. Three thirty hits. You're on the field. you getting taped up, getting ready to go. Practice till five thirty. Five thirty hits. Dinner. After dinner, then you're going to write go to the study hall. So you all is around eight o'clock and then afterwards and you have to go back to your uh, class or go to your dorm, pay off for a bit, study some more, go to bed around 10, start over again. So with, like as, as a football player, you know, compared to regular midshipmen, um, you don't have as much time as you know, they do to study. I think basically, you know, after class, they have their recs and sports and, you know, Billy's playing golf and all that stuff, which I wish I was a golfer. Um, <laughs> it's a little, little better lifestyle. football. <laughs> uh, so, time management is, is crucial, and that helped me out in the transition to you know being an officer in the Navy. After I graduated from Naval Academy, uh, I was forced to serve uh, two years, which I did. I Got deployed overseas, went to South America, circumnavigated South America, I was doing military military relations and drug interdiction operations off the coast of uh, Colombia, Venezuela, all throughout uh, the Caribbean. And you know those guys are very good at their jobs. Um, but I, I had a great time on my deployment for around seven months on a ship. Um, but at that time, I realized I was still in the back of my mind thinking, Hey, I, I could possibly play in the NFL, but we didn't have a weight room on the ship. We had two helicopters. Usually there's only one helicopter, but since we're doing drug ops, we brought two helicopters. So one of the helicopter, um, bays is usually a weight room for all the people on board, uh, all the crew, but we didn't have that. So I had kettlebell, some bands, some TRX. I was, you know, was actually running sprints with um, – one of my friends play football with, actually, on the um, equator. Not a not a very good place. We're doing sprints in the flight deck. We're doing shuttles, 300-yard shuttles back and forth, so 25 yards. The flight deck's around 32 yards, so we have five yards to spare both sides. And you do three-yard shuttles, so you do six times, 25-25. Um, and then <laughs> we didn't realize that the wind was pushing against us and the smokestacks <laughs> of, our, of our ship – was blown in our face. So it's 120 degrees on the flight deck. We have smoke in our face. My friend's puking off the flight deck. I'm not naming it. Zach Robinson. Um, that was him. You threw up. I didn't throw up. Um, but,
0: I would have been so, done after maybe like one.
1: Maybe. Oh yeah. And the best part is, so my captain, he's awesome commanding officer um, commander Smith on the flight deck. There's a, there's a camera, uh, you know, pretty much just has a camera there that faces the flight deck to see the, Helicopters land, all stuff. He's sitting there watching me. One MC is yelling. He's like, pick it up there. Pick it up. <laughs> doing? It's, uh, no, it's, uh, it's it's an experience of being in the Navy. It's, uh, it's very enlightening, very tough, and uh, I'm happy I did it. And uh, I'm actually out of the military now. And like you said, I'm a director of Meek Solutions which we do government contract work, uh, military operations, actually been supplying uh, the majority of the PPE to the veteran affairs hospital systems across the nation, uh, State Department, uh, and then also, I'm the co-founder of Paint True. Uh, and Paint True is uh, this new company we started with uh, a couple Academy guys, JD Kameen, uh, Bernie Ariston, Andrew Mighty, and, and some other guys, uh, which we, uh, any image you have, it could be an image of a, you know, a baseball player or uh, a wedding or anniversary, you upload that image to our website, and you choose your size. You choose your medium if you want oil, acrylic, watercolor, and then if you want it framed, stretched, or rolled. And we have artists around the whole world that will make your image hand-painted, museum-quality in around three to four weeks. That oh, we're kind that's kind of cool. Yeah, so we're trying to revolutionize the market for uh, for artwork as, as as you know. It's if you want to get a painting of you know someone or, or anything, it's it's, it's time-consuming to find artists. It's expensive, so we're kind of circumnavigating the whole art industry as myself so and so, I, love, I, love, I love painting myself as you can tell my my artwork's actually all around my place oh those are cool yeah they're, that's actually my, my cleat in there from the patriots i uh embedded in the painting yeah that's that's really that's cool. pretty sweet half, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. i uh
0: so i see you sold paintings to garth brooks robert Kraft, and lee bryce how did yeah, that man. come about
1: uh well to the patriots uh I was there for – after I got done the Navy. And then made the team six weeks in. I got called back to active duty. They're like, hey, we need you back. And I'm like, oh, crap. I have to go back. <laughs> go back, super, like, stressed, super, like, kind of, like, out of it, you know. <clears throat> During the run of the, the Super Bowl, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll you know, make a painting. So I made a painting of actually Billy Cundiff missing the um, the kick, you know, to win the AFC. Yeah. And I called it wide left, and I put, uh, uh you know, the initials of his wife that passed away at my rep. And I gave it to him the next year. I got back there. It's in his office. And now I think it's in the, the uh, Patriots Museum in Foxborough. But the funny part is, not funny, but uh, <laughs> a year later, I got, I got released for the Patriots and I was in the Redskins and the kicker was really gunned. <laughs> 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 so I'm like, I didn't bring it up. Oh, no, no. That's <laughs> I, that's oh, you showed up. No, that's a faux pas. You can't. Like, hey, man, made a painting of your biggest mistake of your life. <laughs>
0: I guess you're teammates stated. now, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If I saw him again, i definitely bring it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's really cool. Um, yeah. So how'd you get into art then?
1: So when I got back, when I called back to um, Activity for the Patriots, I was living with a guy named Corey and his uh, friend moved in, Adam Brad, one of my favorite artists. He's a professional artist. And I was on the beach. I was kind of like just like got called back I, my dream i made it got called back i was like stressed out <clears throat> depressed all that stuff adam's like hey you want to paint i'm like no i'd rather drink this beer on the beach and then he's like no you don't paint i'm like all right you know i'll paint had a big four foot by four foot paint, like the ones we see behind me made it like an ocean scene abstract and my friend actually uh posted it someone bought it for, you know for so good amount of money i'm like this is pretty cool i'm like i can make some money and you know, paint and relax and stuff. So then I kind of just transpired from there and I kind of went just ham on painting everything. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know about you, Colin, but I think the last thing I probably painted was in crayons, but
1: and I probably got a
0: needs improvement on it too. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> needs improvement. Was it a, that satisfactory or not? Oh, no no
0: way. No way. My art was satisfactory. Absolutely oh, not.
1: Mine doesn't, uh, mine doesn't either. People.
0: <laughs> hey, so, if you want to buy it, it's satisfactory. There it I guess so. <laughs> So going back to uh, your time right out, right after the Navy, can you tell us about you negotiating a deal with the Department of Defense um, so that you could pursue an NFL
1: dream? Yeah, that was uh, quite difficult at the time. So uh, I was kind of like – we had a guy before Kyle Lackal that did it, and then uh, I did it a different way. So pretty much when I graduated the academy, they're like, hey, like you could play football, but you need to get your qualification as a surface warfare officer – before you do anything. So get are going as service warfare officer. Uh, those are the people that drive the ships, um, doctor ships, if there's uh, mission control, kind of the whole aspect of a ship as a service warfare officer, you get the qualification. You see guys are my uniform with a pin on top, meet your service warfare qualified. So usually it takes around people 18 to 24 months to get qualified. I said, I'm gonna get this done as fast as possible. I got done in 11 months. I got, I was one of the fastest people I ever get done. It's ranked number one on my ship. Got everything that they said check mark done 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 did all that stuff, and then I wrote my package up. My commanding officer endorsed me. Pretty much had to get all this paperwork done, and they're like, "Hey, we will release you." And then it didn't happen that way. So I got released, <laughs> and then six months in this six weeks in the season, they're like, "Yeah, you can you back." I'm like, "What? You told me I could do this. They so can't do this." And then at the end of the day, you know, you're you're a military officer. They it's an order. You have to do it. You know, there's no hey, I don't want to do this. No, you're doing it. So. Went to Bill Belichick's office the next morning. I forgot the, the email. Showed out to him. He's like, hey, he's like, you know, you got to do, you got to do. He's like, come back, uh, you know, when you can. And then pretty much came back and Thanksgiving my stuff because all my car was there, all my stuff was there. And Bill's like, man, we wish you had to be playing right now. I'm like, <laughs> Bill, I'm Don't like, that's that. like the worst thing you could say <laughs> to me. While I'm like, like completely devastated, like crushed, <laughs> heartbroken. I'm like, hey, Bill. He's like, yeah, man, I wish we had you." I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> Yeah, I like to play, too. I just my dream, so, yeah. So, how was Bill Belichick? Bill was one of the best coaches, leaders, uh, speakers of all time. He, actually, he teaches all the um, players how to, you know, speak to the media. That's why I kind of you see the kind of the same messaging, same talking points with, uh, you know, Gronk or Bill or Julian you know, or those guys are, are talking. They're saying, you know, I'm here to you know, improve the team. I'm here to do my job, stuff of that nature, because – he does not believe in individually believes in the you know, team over self, which that's one of the best things ever. But I remember one time he didn't have a card, didn't have notes, just stood there and had videos of like 1960 film to like playoffs 2012. And just went on on a tangent for 45 minutes about all this different stuff. And it was completely perfect. I'm like, who is this guy? He knows <laughs> about everything and anything about football. He's like, it's, it's, it's amazing. And the thing is, he's a competitor, and he loves the Navy. His dad was a you know a coach in Navy for quite some time. He grew up in Annapolis, so he grew up in the in the Na- Annapolis locker room, Navy football, all that stuff. So he, uh, I think he has a, a liking for Navy Navy people. So help me out.
0: That's awesome because you know we we hear a lot about the Patriots way. Um, in the yeah. media, just in everything, um, what was there? Is there really just a big difference going from you know the Patriots locker room to the the Chiefs or the Jaguars or the Washington football
1: team? Huge. <laughs> so the Patriots is tough to play for. It is. It's the hardest team to play for out of the four teams I play for. Because uh, Bill, any opportunity that the the NFL will say, hey, they're allowed to be full pads. We're full pads. We're full pads for that full two hours. Uh, cause now there's no two days anymore. It's a switch, you know, walkthroughs and then now it's two days, all the different stuff to save, you know, people from, you know, banging up and, you know, everything else. But so Patriots practice, I remember just dying, just so tired, fullback. I was playing, you know, pretty much just all the time, special teams every play just trying to make the team. It's all, it's all it is. Even learn how to long snap, not very good at it. Uh, <laughs> that's why my roommates are all long snappers probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was not, I was, I was fine, but Bill's like, no, you're not going to be long Saturday. <laughs> <I get it." laughs> um, but so I get the Redskins and, you know, I, I check in at my locker and all stuff. And then are 40 and I'm like, all right, like practice. I'm like, all right, like got my shoulder pads, my helmet check, jersey check. I'm like, where are my Where's my pants? And I like walk up to the equipment room. Like, hey, I'm like, I don't have any pants. So, like, Oh, we don't wear pants for practice. I'm like, excuse me. He's like, we don't wear pants. We don't wear any. It's just shorts. So I'm like, I'm like, you're telling me that it's shells all the time. He's like, yeah. I started crying. <laughs> so I'm like, this is the best ever. I'm like, no cutting, no hit, like no banging, like like you're not getting hit in the ground. I'm like, this is like this is NFL. This is what I, this is why I read about. Like, this, is, this is awesome. This, I'm like, what's going on here? It's an easy practice. Do ten plays, hitting hard. Ten plays, defense in hard. Switch over. I'm like, this is love. I was there <laughs> for a year and a half. Like, this is awesome. That's ever. We went playoffs. Coach Shanahan was great. And my staff, it's kind of amazing now to see, like, you know, uh, you know, you know uh, Kyle Shanahan now, head coach, LeFleur, head coach, um, Flores, head coach down in Miami for the Patriots, Judge, is the head coach now, at the Giants. He's the uh, special teams coordinator um and who's the coach of the Rams uh Sean McVay they're, they're all assistants so these are the guys I was young partying with having a good time you know they're my age all that stuff and now I'm seeing them just crushing them it's good for these guys so good, good yeah good you would have thought uh,
0: maybe the Redskins would hold on to one of them but and, and you had a I think I read that uh Mike Shanahan was part of your pinning ceremony
1: yeah so at the time I it was a as an officer you get. For your first two promotions, two years, once you graduate from the academy, you make, you make lieutenant junior grade. In the four-year mark, you make lieutenant. So I was still in the reserves at the time, full capacity. I was stationed at the Pentagon when I was in um, <clears throat> Washington. But kind of cool. Like, I'm with the Redskins. Let's do some, do some different, you know, get some PR for, uh, for the Naval Academy Navy football also. So I had him uh, do my, my pin and then also running back coach, uh, Coach Turner, do my – Bobby Turner. My other one, my dad did my pinning on my my cover, so that was very cool. And uh, my friend Matt Harmon did the oath of office. He told Coach Shannon and uh, Coach Turner how to put the bars on the right way. You know, put, make sure they're up, face the collar, because he want to take pictures and stuff. They did it horrible. They're completely <laughs> backwards. So, yeah. Sarcasm so a- way. Yeah, sir. you can't say that. <laughs> you can't say that anymore. You're right. You're right.
0: It's the Washington football that. team. Way we'll we'll edit that out. We'll edit that out. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, <laughs> as a fullback, would you rather blow someone up in the hole or score a touchdown?
1: That's a good question. Ooh, gotta get that touch. <laughs> so, even like a nice, like nice, like nice underneath route, one hand catch, touch. So you going for the catch, not the one-yard fullback dive. That's not glorious. <laughs> no, you like you're in the long run. No one's gonna remember. Oh, who got the one-yard touchdown? I'm like, oh, this guy. Yeah.
0: I mean, if Easy. if they had the running back in fantasy that you vultured, maybe.
1: That's true. Yeah. Like, Mike 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 Allstar probably would have like 85 touchdowns in like fantasy <laughs> first round pick. So, what was it like transitioning? <laughs> you know, from
0: you went from the Navy to the NFL, and now you're kind of in the in the private sector at Meek Solutions. What was that transition mm-hmm. like going from the NFL to you know a company, a private sector?
1: Uh it's always it's always different, but for me, I you know, it's, it's kinda like you don't retire, you kinda reinvent yourself. So for me, I, I actually started me solutions while I was in the NFL because for me, you know, I'm a fullback, you know, fullbacks don't really there's half the roster of fullbacks. I'm not, you know, six or five tight end that kept, you know, three per roster. So for me, the NFL stood for not for long. That's what, you know, I I took it for granted. I played five years, I was fortunate enough, you know, bounce around, practice squad, did all this different stuff. So, for me, I, I started my business, Meek Solutions, while playing because I needed something to, you know, if I get cut the next day. So, I always thought in my mind, I'm going to cut every day. That's how, that's how my brain works. So, me in the private sector now, owning my business, I love it. I have my own schedule. Um, busy, you know, especially now with the COVID happening and, you know, us supplying crucial supplies for COVID-19 to universities, hospitals, everybody, you know, I'm working from five in the morning talking to uh, agent agents over in Asia. If I have stuff over there or if I'm, you know, working contracts, East coast, West coast, you know, staying up late. So, but I'm used to it. It's the same thing as the NAO Academy time management and, you know, kind of treat this as, you know, this is time to you know, work.
0: And so what are, what are some of the other projects? You mentioned the, the PPE getting that uh, um, veteran shelters. What, what other things uh, would we see Meek Solutions doing or what other kind of things do you guys do?
1: So Meek Solutions is, it, I set it up for this reason alone is a wide special asset business that we could do all different types of government contracts. So it'd be servicing to uh, you know, marketing for the national guard or to supplying vehicles or weapon systems to uh, you know, military component systems. So it just, we're, we're sort of all differently, which is great right now because you know, with this industry, there's so many things that are down right now. So it's, it's tough. Yeah, for
0: sure. And, and you can notice that just simply, you know, if you follow the stock market, you know, early on in the beginning of this, everything was, everything was down.
1: What is it? I, I don't know what's going on the stock market right now. It's at 27,000 points and no one's working. It's, I don't, I don't understand.
0: Yeah. I, I don't think anyone really does. I thought I of, did. I
1: thought I, understood. I love stocks and trading and all stuff. Then now I'm like, what is, I don't understand.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm a finance major. I still don't really know. So.
1: <laughs> did you have, or did you, um, have,
0: um, Colin and I both went to James Madison University.
1: It's in like, Western Virginia. I know James Madison, yeah. Yeah, good. Hey, you, guys good. Have a, you guys have a good Halloween. Uh, we, we do have it, a yeah. good Halloween. We have, good a, good, we have
0: nice. a good football team,
1: too. Yeah, you're, you're not bad. <laughs> I think uh, did Josh Wells got a jam, J- you Josh Wells? No, cool. I'm not sure. Yeah, I remember uh, it, was, it, was, it was James Madison versus OU for the best Halloween in college. Yeah. It's, we, had, we had our fun down there. Um, it was a good there time. But we have, a,
0: we have a couple of guys in the NFL now. Jimmy Moreland, he's on the, the Washington football team. He's okay. a corner. The Cowboys drafted uh, ben, DiNucci. ben DiNucci. Yeah. He was our quarterback. So he's, he's <coughs> going to replace Dak.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what are say, uh, you saying, know, man? I'll tell you this. So in, in the NFL and also in business, there's two things that I'm a firm believer in. And it's, it's timing and it's opportunity. So, like, as a, as, a, as a fullback, you know, in you know, 2012 or 2012, 2017, like, yeah, it's great. You know, they need to carry one on that team. But if you're a fullback in the early 90s, there's three a team. You're on all special teams. There's some, like, era, it's the Mike Allstad era. It's it's time and opportunity. So, for me, I was, I was about 10 years a, a little late. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all good. You are just
0: you just came at the, the edge of the passing revolution.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, absolutely.
0: So, so we mentioned this uh, before we started recording. Um, we just talked to, to Billy Hurley, asked him about uh, our good friend Bobby DiBiaseo and yep. his golf game. What is your opinion of Bobby DiBiaseo's golf
1: game? Oh, scratch. <laughs> he is like a, he's like a, like a Phil Mickelson golfer. <laughs> just, just, just pure swing. I'll, I'll, I'll touch. No, he's, he's really good. He's good. Yeah, he's funny. He's, he's got so many, like, just unique stories. So I was actually prying him a little bit, trying to get some information from him. And he just looks at He's like, oh, I know what you're doing. He's, he's like, he's, he, I was, so in my military job, I was first a service warfare officer. Then when I was in the Reserves at the Pentagon, I, I transitioned over to public affairs. So public affairs is very, what he does, you know, it's you're finding out what's going on, information, information out. Messaging talking points, you kinda of have the, the the heartbeat, the pulse of you know what's actually happening. So him, he has some really interesting interesting stories that I'm not gonna bring up, but it's great. Yeah. So we, how we how'd, your, oh, go on, go on. <laughs> how'd your game compare to Billy Hurley's? Yeah, it's similar, very similar. <laughs> <laughs> no, Billy uh Billy's he's actually come off back surgery. Um so I played with him past three years at the Ron Ramadan- McDonald with uh, Andy McCartney and he's, you know, phenomenal golfer. And I was like, I was talking crap to him. I'm like, hey, I'm like, you know, like so talk to Annapolis. Let's bet, you know, a nice dinner at, you know, Bruce Chris, you know, no big deal. Uh, it's like 135, 135 yards out. I'm like pitching wedge. I'm a buddy like, I'm like Billy, that's <laughs> like, nice dinner. You know, a nice bottle of wine. Camus. I'll knock closer to you. He looks at me. He's like, bets on. I hit it. It's like 10 feet. I'm like, spin my club, drop it. You know, walk away. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at me. He starts laughing. He hits it. I don't know, two, three inches from the hole. And He looks at me. He's like, "That's what happens to you, be better pro golfer." I'm like, "I can't do that again." <laughs> Did again for the past two years. I lost every time. I tell a story. to Bob. I'm like, "Yeah," and then and I Billy's behind us actually. I go, "Billy, I told him a story about uh, our bet in golf." He goes, "What are you telling the real story or fake one?" I go, "The real one." <laughs> Hey, statistically speaking, he's got to have a bad swing one of these times, right? Not at all. <laughs> I didn't see him miss one bad shot. And his hurt, he hit three-wood off the tee every time and just hit it as far as my drive, so hope he shows it to you. Well, he told me to pick up tennis, so we'll see how that yeah. goes.
0: Yeah, we asked him for uh, tips on our swing because we – hard hard right – about 300 yards to the right, maybe 10, 10 yards in front of us, and he just said mm-hmm. pick up tennis. So,
1: Pick up tennis? I play tennis. It doesn't help me at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think he was just telling us. It was just a nice way of telling us to retire from golf.
1: So, Yeah. Yeah, he tells me at all time. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right.
0: Well, that's where do, you guys, have, do you have, do you have where any you more guys questions?
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Where do you guys golf at?
0: Oh, we don't. We play frisbee golf.
1: <laughs> we mix in
0: a little fungo golf, if you know what that is. Fungo Chicken? golf's my
1: specialty. No, no, What's no. It's, fun- uh,
0: What's it's fungo? Fungo golf. So fungo is a type of baseball bat. So basically you take a, a – Oh,
1: eat- it's, a, it's a thin one. Yeah. Yes. And so yeah, yeah, basically yeah.
0: you just take any bat and a ball, and you go to a field complex, and you make up holes. So like okay. center, the scoreboard in center field is a hole, and then you just – you tee off. And whoever, whoever okay. comes in the highest, that's the that's the par. Anyone over, you get plus one, plus two. Well, let's,
1: let's invite Billy, then I'll take his money with that one. <laughs> all
0: right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll set get a horse some going. We can, we can get it going.
1: Yeah. We'll do it. <laughs> with, we'll do it <laughs> we, on the we nail. We might game. have a shot. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right.
0: Yeah, well, good. I think that's all for me, Todd. Do you have anything else? Yeah. No, that, that's all for me. Uh, Eric, thanks for joining us. We had a blast uh, talking <laughs> about your career, both in the Navy, private sector, and, and your illustrious career as a a fullback
1: illustrious that's a very big word
0: (laughs) hey it's closer (laughs) than we'll ever get
1: (laughs) (laughs) awesome guys appreciate it thank you yeah thanks for your time it's great talking to you. talk to you soon bye
0: bye